How do we know that the ocean is friendly? Because it waves. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to Starting Sustainability, episode 85. I'm your host, Kaylin Chenoweth. Before we dive into today's episode, I need to share something with you all. I put together this podcast during my lunch break, so that gives me five hours a week to research, write an outline, record, and then edit and do all the tracks of the music and stuff, and then upload it to everything. And so, so in order to do that, I today is recording day, so I eat a quick meal. That way I have time to record. And the meal that I ate was incredibly spicy really, really spicy to the point where after I ate, it was Chinese food. (laughs) I ate an entire yogurt (laughs) trying to cool my mouth off and it's still on fire. So now my nose is running and my ears are burning and my throat's a little on fire and my tongue and my mouth, everything, my lips, all of it, it's all burning. (laughs) So I'm going to do my best to give you a great episode while enduring pain. (laughs) Now that I've clarified that, Let's go ahead and catch up with Kaylin. What have I been doing for the past week? What's going on in my world? Well, my oldest officially turned three, and I, of course, am mom of the year. So I stopped by the grocery store and found some brownies to take to daycare. I know, I should have made them from scratch. They taste way better when they're made from scratch, and there's a whole lot less trash. It's more sustainable. But I'm also working full-time and had interviews lined up for the podcast and I had a whole bunch of things going on each night of the week and really could only have made them about four days prior and then they would have been super dried out and gross by then. I did also look into supporting a local bakery, but they wanted a three days notice and I was kind of, I function on a one day at a time <laughs> type lifestyle, so I did not have enough time to get them ordered from a local bakery and to support local. When we did do his birthday celebration at home in the evening, then we did get a real cake for him, not just the brownies. (laughs) He did receive gifts and toys from relatives, but the most important gift was what we got him from us, his parents. That's right. We went all out and bought him an electric toothbrush (laughs) because he's obsessed with using mine. So now he has his own. And yes, he was truly excited about it. (laughs) It was a perfect gift. I love having really little kids because I know that this stuff won't be as acceptable as he gets older, but for now it totally works. And instead of a wasteful party, we kept it intimate and we celebrated by going to monster trucks. If you haven't ever heard of monster trucks, it's very similar to Monster Jam, except for it's the knockoff version of Monster Jam. So it's not quite as great, but the price is way better. <laughs> we did get a sitter for little brother because Monster Trucks was going to be extremely loud and he would have not kept the headphones on. And it was at 2 p.m., which is prime nap time for him. So the older brother got a day of adventure with mom and dad in the 90 degree heat full sun, no shade anywhere in sight. Yes, it was outdoors. And it was for two and a half hours. And we were so miserable. (laughs) He is the most patient little boy. He did enjoy monster trucks for the first hour and was kind of over it by then. But again, he was patient, had a very bored look on his face (laughs) around the second half. So that was a one and done experience. (laughs) Also this past weekend, my husband and I went to a tattoo convention. 
that is not sustainable at all. But it was a very eye-opening experience and I wanted to share it with you guys. <laughs> My husband really wants a sleeve tattoo, so we went to do research on all of the local artists and so... Hey, at least he is supporting local on something other than beer. You know, he's, he's coming around. I'm proud of him. And I do want to share how I have been doing with the weekly challenges, but I'm going to save that for the end when I draw the card for next week's challenge. So keep listening. The pandemic is coming to a close. Yay! And it is summer. The weather is beautiful and life is returning to normal. Now it's up to you if you want to go out and about or stay at home this summer. I have put together for today's episode to cover fun, eco-friendly ways to be entertained this summer, whether you want to stay put or venture out. Many of these ideas are recaps from previous episodes from last year or even two years ago, but I think it would still be a great reminder to remember, hey, here's some good eco-friendly ideas, and that's why I put together this episode. The first category of activities are designed to be with your kids. And on a hot summer day, there is nothing better than participating in a water balloon fight. Instead of balloons, use cut-up sponges and buckets of water. Fill the buckets up with cold water, dip the sponges in and throw them. That way you can fight the heat. (laughs) You also save on a ton of money because you don't have to buy these balloons. You can use old sponges that you don't need anymore. And you definitely get to save your fingers because now you don't have to tie all those little knots in the balloons either. And you get to stop all the little tiny bits of ruptured balloons from ending up all over your yard and in animal tummies. If you have old sponges on hand, then cut those up because we want to reuse items. But if you don't, because you're like me and have gotten away from those kind of things, (laughs) and you need to go out and buy some sponges to do the water balloon fight, then aim for natural sponges or sponges that are made from recycled material or sponges that can be compostable. Another idea is also to cut up an old towel or t-shirt and just tie them into balls although they will hurt just a little bit more when you throw them, so be gentle. If you find that you're going to go to the beach this summer, because it's hot, (laughs) and hopefully you have a beach nearby, or if you're vacationing to a beach, try to avoid the plastic beach toys, because they break easily and they get lost in the sand, meaning that you might end up leaving them behind because your kid buried them and you can't find them. Aim for items like a metal pail and metal kitchen tools, like a large spoon or a colander, a bunt pan, jello molds. All of these are excellent for building sandcastles. You can even bring your hand gardening tools to the beach, like the little trowel, the hand rake, and the watering can. All these are still perfect for beach play and environmentally safe and friendly. If you have little, little kids like toddlers, a really trendy thing is the water tables or the little plastic kiddie pools. So instead of doing those, you can actually get an old plastic storage tote. It's basically like a mini outdoor bathtub, (laughs) filled up with water, shallow enough for safety, and add in toys. And your kids can just stand beside it, lean in and play, or they, if they're old enough and responsible enough, then they can climb in and stand up and play around in there. And obviously don't leave your children unattended while they're playing with water. Another way to beat the heat is to bring out the sprinklers and turn them on and let your kids cool off. Get a metal sprinkler attachment if you're able to for your hose. The plastic attachments are cheaper, but they break very quickly. And then be smart about it. If you're going to be using all that water to entertain your kids, give it a double purpose. Strategically move it around the yard so the lawn is watered or near your garden or whatever needs to be. That way, it is serving a dual purpose. Other activities 
not based with water <laughs> include playing with chalk. You can put chalk into your kids' hands and just let their imaginations run wild. Traditional chalk does have dyes and chemicals in it that are harmful to the waterways. Look for eco-friendly sidewalk chalk. If you find you have time to go for a hike this summer, then you can create a scavenger hunt for your kids. You just build it into your nature hike and add a whole bunch of items that you want them to find, like an acorn, pine cone, take a picture of a squirrel or animal tracks, a water source like lake, river, waterfalls, <laughs> berries. You can even add in a task like collecting trash, like a soda can or a plastic sack. If you need an evening out with your partner, nothing says romance like stargazing. Don't forget a blanket in case the weather cools down. Also, so you don't get grass stains. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> Plus a star chart if you're hoping to understand what you're looking at. You can find meteor showers. There's lots of apps on your phone that will tell you exactly what the constellation is and the history behind it and what to expect. It'll tell you if it's an airplane overhead or if it's an actual shooting star. So it, you can have a lot of fun doing stargazing. Other activities you can do with your partner or with friends include going bike riding, going camping, obviously trying to be as sustainable as possible, picnicking. I love that. It's not summer without a picnic. Get a small group of friends together and find an uncrowded park to set up shop with a couple of picnic blankets and some tasty treats. This is a great way to get the quality time with friends that you've been craving for a while and make sure you bring reusable everything. Cups, tablecloth, cloth napkins, utensils, metal straws, food containers, get some local foods. You can even plan this after you guys go to the farmer's market and get a bunch of treats at the farmer's market and then take them onto a picnic with you. And bring a board game or frisbee, a kite, volleyball, whatever it is you guys are into. It'll make it a really fun day. I mentioned this earlier with the kids, but again, with your partner and your friends, you can take a hike. <laughs> a hike is a perfect way to get some exercise and enjoy a change of scenery. You could even implement a scavenger hunt with your friends and just make it a whole lot more challenging, but I think they'd get a kick out of it. And don't forget your reusable water bottle and plenty of snacks so you can stay hydrated and energized. What else can you do with your friends? Well, you can host a movie night in the backyard or in the driveway with a projector. You can host a board game night. Okay, that's honestly fun all year round, not just the summertime. <laughs> and yes, you can move it outside. You can even go picking at farms like strawberry picking, blueberries, apples, whatever produce is grown in your area. You can even do day trips too, with your friends or by yourself. Just pack up for a short day trip either to a neighboring town or a city. Do some research on things that they're known for, whether it's going out to eat at a special restaurant, if there's a hidden gem like a watering hole that you can go swimming in, whatever it may be. Do your research, create an itinerary, and then go exploring. And the last one is to go plogging. That's right, P-L-O-G-G-I-N-G, -G -G, plogging. I've never actually heard of this before, so I just threw it in here mostly to share it with you guys. <laughs> Apparently, it's an activity where you go for a jog and you bring a bag with you and you collect as much litter as you possibly can. So I'm not really sure what plogging stands for. I'm guessing plastic jogging, where you pick up all the plastic trash. I, I don't know. <laughs> if somebody can give me more of a definition of plogging, that would be great. If you're going away for summer vacation then I have a few traveling tips that I would like for you to keep in mind. When planning a vacation, you need to pick your budget and destination, search for how to get there, where to stay, stuff to do, 
and food to eat. And we're just gonna go through each of those categories. Number one was pick a destination. Aim for an eco-friendly destination. You can research towns, cities, and even countries that are eco-friendlier than others. An excellent resource here is greendestinations.org. Number two is traveling. How are you going to get there? Of course, you can always do a staycation. There's no traveling, therefore, no emissions, no fossil fuels burned, and you save a ton of money. (laughs) But if you do need to go somewhere far, you can use the airplane. Airplane's not the best route, but there are sustainable airlines, and you can go to alternativeairlines.com backslash eco-friendly airlines, and that'll help you figure out which plane or which airline to take to get to your destination. And of course, aim for nonstop flights because they're going to release fewer carbons in the air because they only have to take off and land one time versus multiple times. Could you possibly consider a train ride instead of a plane ride for those longer distances? It is more affordable and it will take longer because it's a slower travel and there will be a lot of stops, but you don't have to really deal with any stress of bad traffic. (laughs) So that's cool. And if it's a shorter distance and you want to drive there, yes, you can take your car. Do consider if you're going to go with other people, you can carpool. Or maybe you have a gas-guzzling SUV or truck or something. Maybe you could rent a car like an electric car or a hybrid, something that's a little bit easier on the environment. Once you have arrived to your destination, you are going to need a lodge somewhere. And there are many options, low to high in both price and sustainable efforts. First one is you can go camping or glamping, very affordable and very eco-friendly. The next one up is hostels. They are on the cheaper end, especially compared to hotels. Sometimes they do have limits on age and if they allow for families or big groups. Traditionally, they are set up community style with a shared kitchen, dining area, and a lounge area. And sometimes you can get private rooms and sometimes you're in a dorm room or a shared room. So definitely check out the website for your hostel and make sure you're getting what you want. (laughs) You can also do a vacation rental via Airbnb or VRBO, which is vacation rentals by owner. So VRBO.com. Both of them are great because it's somebody's house, condo, spare room. Sometimes they'll even rent out RVs. (laughs) Lots of cool different places where you can stay doing a vacation rental. What's cool about it is those places are already existing and now people, now the owners can rent them out to you. So you are supporting the owner directly versus a big corporation. If these options don't work for you, that's okay. You can still go get a hotel. They do have green hotels and eco-friendly resorts. And I do encourage getting one with a kitchen because that's going to help cut waste from eating out. And while you're there, use the signs that they provide to help keep the towels and the bed sheets all week long instead of changing them every single day. Other things to consider are to plan your stay in an area where there are plenty of things to do within walking distance to reduce driving. Also, bring your shampoo and stuff from home to reduce on the plastic waste. When you're out, turn the lights off and adjust the thermostat for when you're gone for the day. When it comes to activities while you're out on vacation, try to think of nature and outdoor stuff like hiking, biking, fishing, going to the beach, paddle boat, swimming, and so many other things. (laughs) And if you're in the city, try to walk around as much as you can, walk and explore or bike ride, or even do a tour bus because at least then that's a gigantic form of carpooling. 
Another activity would be to volunteer somewhere like an animal sanctuary, a soup kitchen, doing a beach cleanup, just lend a helping hand. And of course, you're going to go shopping because you got to get souvenirs to help remember this amazing trip. When you do go shopping, bring your reusable bags. On vacation or any day, any time of the year, you need to eat. (laughs) We kind of need that to stay alive. So eating in general can be a big source of waste. Let's plan this out. Bring your reusable coffee cups and water bottles. Minimalize your waste from snacks by getting bulk snacks and putting them in jars or tubs. Make sure to pack food in your car for on your trip so you don't have to keep stopping at convenience marts and getting trash-based snack items. If you need to swing into a fast food restaurant on your long drive, then bring your own utensils and cloth napkins and just keep them in the car with you. We call it a cutlery kit. Put that in the car with you and then skip the straw for sure. Hopefully wherever you end up lodging, you have access to a kitchen, whether that's at the condo, hotel, resort, or the campground. If you're able to cook where you're at, that's perfect. That's ideal. And then of course, check out the local farmer's market because it's going to be different from the one that you're used to. And if there isn't one available, then you can still go grocery shopping. And we've already covered how to go grocery shopping and just doing the best that you possibly can. And if you do want to go out to eat, because that can be a very fun part of vacationing, going out to eat at a local restaurant, getting food that you've never had before, go ahead and do that. That's okay. I'm saying you just don't have to do it every single meal. (laughs) It's okay to treat yourself. We're just going to do it right. We're not going to get 10,000 paper napkins and all this plastic cutlery stuff. Do it right. Be as sustainable as possible. You know how to do it at this point. You got this. Whether you are staying or going for vacation this summer or just playing outside on the weekends, there are so many ways to enjoy the beautiful summer in a sustainable way. Much more than what I've already talked about. So if you have any additional feedback, any new ideas that I did not bring up, feel free to share them with the whole group. You can do that by emailing me at kaylin, K-A-Y-L-I-N, at startingsustainability.com. You can also go to the Facebook group called Starting Sustainability. You can make a post there. You can direct message me if you want to contact me directly. You can also go to the Instagram, which is starting underscore sustainability. Lots and lots of options. For the weekly challenges, I have started posting them up on Facebook on Sundays. Share your feedback on how you're doing with the challenges. I posted the shower in under five minutes challenge and my niece Emily, who has been a guest on the podcast a few times, stated that she did it in seven minutes and she has long hair like me, so that's impressive. I did finally remember to time myself in the shower, took a couple weeks. (laughs) I have long hair, shampooed, rinsed, used conditioner, rinsed, and washed my body in, drum roll please, five minutes and 16 seconds. Now that does not include turning on the water and letting it run for 30 seconds to warm up. So the true time is more like five minutes and 45 seconds. But hey, I'm still very impressed with myself. Obviously no shaving was done because that would have added in time. (laughs) But still a good personal best for me. And of course, I then texted Emily right away. (laughs) So what is your shower time? Or if you haven't accomplished the five minutes, how much time have you reduced in your shower compared to your usual routine? Last week, the challenge was to go visit a farmer's market. Now, the one near me is only open Saturdays, 8 to noon, and we already had plans for the weekend, and we actually had to leave the house by 9 a.m., which meant between the hours of 8 and 9, we were scrambling to pack up everything. (laughs) So that didn't happen. (laughs) 
This week, I now have a double challenge. <laughs> I need to go to the farmer's market and complete the challenge that I'm about to draw, which is, it says, learn to fix things when they break instead of throwing them away. A simple stitch, repair, or clean is sometimes enough to keep something from becoming landfill. Oh, I like that card. That's really important. I think a lot of times many people forget that you can just simply repair an item and it's still good as new. <laughs> I think the marketing of the culture and society that we are in has trained us of, oh, it's not working, just go get a new one. Well, if it's not working, fix it. It's it's really a simple concept. It was a long-standing concept until within the last 20, 30 years or so where marketing says, oh, you just need to throw everything away when it's suddenly not good enough. So yes, let's do that. That's the challenge for this next week. If you don't know how to fix something, I want you to watch a YouTube video or take a class or just read an internet article or ask somebody, ask your parents, ask your neighbor, ask your grandma. Grandparents are a wealth of knowledge. <laughs> they can repair a lot of things. Somebody somewhere can help you repair it instead of having to go get a new one and throwing the old one away. We got this, Sustainer Nation. Stay tuned for next week because Jonathan Soroff, who is a world traveling journalist, will join us on the show. He's going to help recap the COVID experience and how we all became more and less sustainable throughout 2020 and 2021. Until then, I want everybody to continue to stay sustainable and I'll talk to you all next week. Have a great one. Bye.